new consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 425 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and this is the episode for Monday, October 19th, 2020. This week and for the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be the news quick hits. That's pretty much all I have time to put together a show around. So that's what it's going to be. It's it's kind of either that or just no show at all. And I really just like to get a show out there. So let's just dive into the news quick hits where I just hit the stories that happened this week at a high level. So first up, we had a judge ruling this week that Apple does not, in fact, have to put Fortnite back in its app store, which was a major blow to Epic Games as it enters into an antitrust legal battle. The judge stated that Epic violated its contract with Apple, so a reinstatement of the game, it's actually just not required. Epic did get a bit of a reprieve, though, as the judge ruled that Apple can't ban Epic's developer tools from the app stores that would damage too many developers and their users. The ruling, it comes off the heels of a House of Representatives antitrust investigation finding abuse from Apple as well as Amazon, Facebook, and Google. Triller, which is TikTok's biggest competitor outside of Instagram, of course, in the United States, is considering becoming a public company as it looks to capitalize on TikTok's pretty, I mean, somewhat uncertain future. Uh, The hope is that to get The hope is to get an infusion of cash that would allow Triller to attract more influencers and in turn users to its platform. Its user base is considerably smaller than TikTok, but it has gained some traction as TikTok talks progress. Uh, prospects, uh, I should say, have become more and more uncertain. Triller's approach to going public would be through a SPAC or a special purpose acquisition company, which is a shell company that has an IPO and then merges with a private company. In this case, though, that company is Triller. Triller is also just potentially looking at seeking another round of funding or investment. Either way, Triller's looking for some more money because it wants to take TikTok's place. All right, next up, Amazon Prime Day occurred this week with expectations expectations that it would be the biggest ever. Sales were projected to reach $9.91 billion. That's a 43% jump over last year, according to eMarketer. After previously being defended as free speech content by Mark Zuckerberg in 2018, Facebook has changed its mind on Holocaust deniers. Facebook will now ban content that, quote, denies or distorts the Holocaust, unquote. This is a significant move for the platform. Currently, almost 25% of adults 18 to 39 believe the Holocaust is either a myth or an exaggerated event. Very sad. Obviously, Facebook's played a role in that, but I don't see this shift as a change of heart for Mark Zuckerberg. I kind of see this as a move meant to anticipate a Democratic administration in the U.S. that point is underscored by the fact that Facebook is making a ton of changes. They're now banning ads to discourage the use of vaccines just ahead of flu season. Last week, it also banned QAnon-linked groups. Right now, Facebook appears to be clearing house, cleaning up its house a little bit ahead of a potential potential new administration. Facebook was actually followed by Twitter and YouTube, who took similar actions. Twitter banned posts denying the Holocaust, while YouTube announced that it will now ban content referencing QAnon and Pizzagate under its new hate and harassment policy, which bans, quote, content that targets an individual 
or groups with conspiracy theories that have been used to justify real-world violence, unquote. And next up, we have Google's DDA, or Data-Driven Attribution Tools. They're coming to YouTube. That means marketers will now have a better idea of the role YouTube plays in driving users toward conversions, just like they already can track on search, shopping, and other ads that are part of Google's offering. Zoom, I'm sure you've heard of that, has launched on Zoom. This is a new events marketplace for virtual free virtual free and paid events. The platform formalizes what many have already been doing on Zoom. Users can create and host and then monetize virtual events like concerts or classes that have up to 1000 attendees. Prices range anywhere from free to $50. Clearly, a service like this makes a lot of sense right now. What I'm interested in seeing is, is this a look into the future of events, or is this just a fix for the moment? Time will tell. And lastly, Snapchat's getting its own feature competitive with TikTok called Sounds on Snapchat. The feature, it it will sound a lot like TikTok. It lets users add music from a curated catalog. That music can be added to snaps or shared within stories. Users who see the content can swipe up to learn more about the song and stream it on their platform of choice. And that's a bit of a differentiator from TikTok, which does not offer that on most songs. All right, everybody, that's it for episode 425 for Brave Ad World. Thanks for your flexibility on the show format. Before I let you go, I always love hearing from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.